Hi, it's Nick Brown, Editor-in-Chief of Archives of Disease in Childhood. Welcome to the October Atoms. We'll start with talking about inequities. To paraphrase Trousseau, man is born free, but everywhere else is in chains. The wonderful, understated Nobel Museum in Stockholm is moving on two levels. Not unexpectedly, one is left in awe of the dedication and genius of the scientists whose work has been recognised. Even more moving, however, is the mark left by the commemoration of the lives of the Peace Prize recipients. Martin Luther King, Mikhail Gorbachev, Malala Yousafzai, Mairead Corrigan and Betty Williams to single out just a few. Grainy footage of 1950s US South reminds us how far we have come, or alternatively how far we seduce ourselves into believing we have come. This section resonates for longest, perhaps as Nobel would have wanted it, the prize being the result of the guilt he felt at the destructive use to which his altruistic discovery of dynamite had been put. Race and preterm delivery. Let's begin with some facts. The infant mortality rate in the US exceeds that of most high-income countries, with non-Hispanic black infants in the US dying more than twice as often as non-Hispanic white infants. A disparity essentially reflecting differences in preterm birth rates, which account for most of these. Heather Burris opens the account with a blistering evisceration of the component parts of the association between race and preterm delivery, generalizable of course, dissecting those factors with genuine causal credentials. The literature is as compelling as shaming, and two broad groups of environmental exposures are scrutinized. The microenvironment over which a person has at least some control, the choice over which whether to smoke, for example, but even here, this is to some extent externally influenced. And secondly, the macro environment over which the person is helpless. There's now robust observational evidence for the role of macronutrient, macro environment factors in preterm delivery. Pollutants, such as fine particulate matters, PM 2.5, lead and phthalates, but shamefully, a clear association with both life exposure to crime and racism in black women. Space restricts further expansion here, but this is my editor's choice for the month, and I urge you, in fact, I insist you read it. Barris's paper is put in historical context by Richard David, who continues the rejection of the biological construct and argues the case for the social construct from post-war social science to the work by Cooper and Hogue in the 1970s and 80s. We seem at last to be acknowledging the elephant in the room, but as the gap is widening, have clearly had limited success in coaxing the beast out. Fear of flying. Though the association is a complex one, peppered with confounders, effect modifiers and mediators, there is a relationship between the distance of referring hospital to the retrieving paediatric intensive care unit and risk-adjusted mortality. The current UK recommendation is for a retrieval team and not all PICUs have one, to arrive within three hours of accepting a referral. Some would argue that this is insufficiently rigorous, and as PICU transfer demand is increasing in parallel with medical and societal changes, the question is clinically and politically germane. King and colleagues, as one spoke of the DEPICT project, make an assessment of the current geographical relationships between the referring district general hospitals and PICU transport team times. Using complex location allocation methods, they estimate the optimal allocation of DGHs to current paediatric intensive care retrieval teams, locations to minimise road journey time and the proportionate demand reachable within those set times. At present, 
98% of referrals can be met within three hours, 86 within two hours, and 20% within one hour. Five hospitals were not reachable within three hours. Further analysis suggested that though the current PIC retrieval teams are reasonably placed, if there were any change in stringency of timing or increase in workload, then the current system would be overwhelmed. The answers might be practically complex, but are objectively simple. Equip more existing PICUs with transfer teams or transfer more children by air. In the UK, only 2% of all transfers are currently made aerially, despite this being the norm in many other high-income countries. The the UK is more compact argument doesn't wash, as this excellent paper amply demonstrates. And so while gridlock on highways worsens, pristine helipads turn to rust. Consent in research. Chapuy and colleagues explore children's perception of consent and the degree to which it is both informed and consensual in a group of French children being offered participation in an early phase controlled trial of a new oncological therapy. 37 children and 119 parents were interviewed and the participants' understanding of informed consent and the decision-making process assessed. Most parents and children had an excellent understanding of what involvement in a trial entailed, but only a minority correctly understood the alternatives, the risks, the prospects of individual benefits and the purposes of the clinical trial. Most, and this is the real crux, felt that they had no choice but to participate in the trial in order to have access to the new treatment. Robert's leading article on broader ethical aspects of research in children gets to the nub of this issue, concluding that consent to research is an entirely different entity to consenting to an intervention, for example, acute surgery, where time is limited and that it should be a process. This means it is, as it should be, more complex and nuanced, such as full or partial withdrawal of consent, and that children should be genuinely encouraged to say, wait, or even no. Rousseau, unsurprisingly, had an aphorism for this situation too. I've never thought, for my part, that man's freedom consists in his being able to do whatever he wills, but that he should not, by any human power, be forced to do what is against his will. What wisdom. Thanks for listening. Be sure you check out the rest of the journal on the website adc.bmj.com. Thanks again. Bye.